everyone. It's so great to have you with us. I know we are a few minutes uh, late into our live call. Uh, we had a couple of uh, technology glitches. I don't know if you've uh, recognized some of the changes that are happening to platforms lately, but it seems to be every day there's something new. So even though we're very prepared, sometimes we've got to work out a little kink here and there. Yeah. So welcome back to the Executive Encore video podcast. Uh, you'll notice I'm in a different setting today. If you're tuning in for the first time, uh, I'm Patricia. And if you're, you are a returning fan, I want to thank you very much for coming back. And I love to have you back. The Executive Encore podcast and the YouTube playlist is a series dedicated to inspiring women to forge their own paths as they embrace longevity. Long, longer lines. Long there you go. <laughs> that technology, that's yeah. a glitch in my head. <laughs> but it's all good. So today I'm broadcasting from my remote office in Georgian Bay, Ontario, and I'm welcoming Christina Bouchman, and please Bouchman, uh, from Meldon Bridge, New York. So mm -hmm. you're just southeast of me, I think, far yeah. south. Mm -hmm. Okay. During the summer of 2023, Christina's friend asked her about her work goals, and Christina expressed her desire to help people live a real life. And she has an acronym that came out of that conversation. Mm -hmm. This real life is by focusing on resilience, emotional intelligence, and authenticity. These are key elements for limitless opportunities and creating your best life. Having overcome a challenging three and a half year illness, Christina is now driven to inspire and support others living their best life. Join our conversation today about unveiling our strength as women, 60 plus, with a guide to understanding how our perspective and how the power of the words that we use affect our ability to create limitless opportunities for creating our very best life and being awesome as we live longer. So Christina, mm -hmm. welcome. Thank you so much. And I just wanna address the technology. I really am healthy for some reason on this, this platform, my regular camera will not start up. So I'm really not blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good. Uh, Audio is good. That's good. good. Um, That's perfect. So that people can hear. And for those who are watching us on LinkedIn, and I know there are going to be a few people chatting with us on LinkedIn today, they've indicated nice. their interest. So we'll see what happens. And um, all's good. Okay, Wonderful. so just Christina, when you and I uh, chatted, um, you have an insight on how illness helps us understand our own strength. Could you please mm -hmm. tell us a little more about that? I will. Yes. In 2008, I suddenly got very, very sick and I went for tests for a whole year. They could not figure out what was wrong with me. And I remember standing in my kitchen at one point after this had been going on for like six, seven months, just standing in my kitchen and realizing that I needed to start paying attention. That up until that point, I had had my head down. I was doing what I felt that I needed to do, but I had a sudden insight that the illness was being caused by my own personal stress. So mm -hmm. from that particular point, because I mean, I, it was, I was a mess. And like I said, it took about three and a half years to undo 
what had happened because the stress then added, it really blew up a heavy metal poisoning that I had. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, at first they told me that I had multiple sclerosis and I just decided that I didn't buy that. You know, I have double vision, I still do. And at the time I was losing my balance and falling down and think about losing your balance, right? I was so out of balance between work and the stress. Mm. My my husband had left and I the company that I was working for had just moved all their business to Chicago and I had to start a business like immediately because my son was in college. So it was like all this started to pile up on me and the result of it was I literally made myself sick. So I learned so much from that. I'm very, very careful about the words that I use about, like I always used to complain about my hair until I had alopecia because my hair in its natural state is super curly and sticking out all over the place. I complained about my hair. And then what happened? I developed alopecia. I complained about how hard my fingernails are. And they literally came apart. And to me, it was such a giant, giant message that we need to pay attention to what's going on in our bodies, how we're feeling stress in our bodies. Because I had no, no education on that at all before then. And Mm -hmm. it set me on the lifeline of doing what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I know that um, like um, my fans and people who follow me, they all know that um, I faced a critical illness back in 2013 Mm -hmm. and facing my illness was one of the most challenging parts of my life, obviously. And at the very pinnacle of a very successful career and business. So there was a lot of things that I was set up to learn as well. And mm-hmm. a lot of what you've spoken about is, um, it's not that we bring on the illness, but it's it's how we set up our body for a possible illness if we're not paying attention to certain things. And I, I think that's the message that you, you are giving, right? Is yeah, that, that that's, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to take care of ourselves on every level too, not just our physical body. Oh, but yeah. Paying attention to our emotions, really paying attention to our thoughts and paying attention to the spiritual piece of ourselves, which of mm-hmm. course is part religion, but it's more to me, it's about relationship. It's about relationship with our creator, relationship with the people around us, relationship with the planet. And when Mm -hmm. we're doing that, when something big comes in, our bodies, our minds, and our emotions are are just much more balanced so we don't fall off the cliff. We're like, whoa, I'm a little teetered here for a minute, but now I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I learned was um, about my inner strength and my ability to endure. (laughs) And um, it wasn't about making shifts, but it was more about looking at the different parts of my life and what really needed attention at that particular time. And it also Mm -hmm. made me realize that um, even at full capacity, I'm not, um, my gauge is not at 120%, but there's a capacity in that to find some joy, even when we're in that illness and when we're going through recovery. Actually, sometimes an illness like, like that 
stops us in the tracks so that we can look at all the different parts of our lives and see how we can make our life better. So I think that's the message that you talk about as well, right? That's exactly it. Because Mm -hmm. it is just, we, you know, constantly being in that place of understanding ourselves. And I think that that's something that we don't do. We don't focus on. We don't think like we're learning so much knowledge all the time. Mm -hmm. We're not taking the knowledge and say, what does this say about me when I react to this, this way? What does it say about me and how I'm relating to other people? And I think that's a huge piece that we all miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the relationship with the self first, though, and not in in our relationship to being selfish. It's about taking right. whatever we're learning, like you said, and saying, what do I need to learn from this so that I can make things better for myself, have better relationships with other people, so that my inner strength and my inner wisdom is now coming out into the world, correct? Absolutely. And I know... Absolutely. I learned so much about myself during that period of time. Mm -hmm. First of all, I learned that I had incredible stamina. I had to get up. I had Mm -hmm. to get up and do what I had to do every day, even though I wanted to just stay in bed because I felt terrible. Right. But I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I need to get up. I started reading uplifting books. And doing oh. gratitudes, that was huge for me. I, mm-hmm. I had started doing gratitudes in the late 90s on a regular basis. But during that period of time, I talk about it in my book. Um, there's, I call it the I Love My Life Challenge, where I started to just tell myself that I loved my life, even though everything was falling apart. Yeah. Yes. And then what I learned was I started to see things that I really did love about my life. You know, because when you're in that spin of, oh, I'm, I don't know what's going on and I feel awful, I lost track of some things. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing them then. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot how much I love just going and taking a walk in the woods or, wow, this is so beautiful. What a nice day. And even noticing things like I was doing a lot of volunteering for an organization at that time, and I couldn't give that up either because I had committed myself to it. But I realized one day that she never said thank you. And I thought to myself, this is taking so much of my time. I never get to play my guitar anymore. So I backed away from the organization, got reacquainted with my guitar, and just really started writing a lot more songs and going out and performing. And it just made me feel it was like every step forward felt so wonderful. Yeah, that, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do we need to remove from our lives that's almost on automatic? Um, and tap back into our inner strength and into our talents that give us that inner strength. I'd like to talk to to you about perspective, okay? Um, We often hold certain beliefs as absolute truths. And I think a little bit of what you've talked about, like about volunteering and things like that, Mm -hmm. uh, the goodness or the good feelings that come from certain things, but they do become like absolute truths to us. but are they really, or are they simply perspectives shaped on our experiences? So could you say a little more about that? I talk about this over and over in my book, because that's kind of the point, is that we think that things are truths. Like everybody's always saying, my truth, my truth, my truth. Yeah. Well, it's we really only have a perception. 
We only have our own perspective. And that perspective is based on our entire lifetime of experiences moving mm -hmm. to here. And when we look at things, like you go and I'll talk to people about things and they'll say, well, you know, I don't know if that's true. Well, it might be or it not be. It might not be. It's the way I feel because I read this book, this book, this book. I listened to this person talk about this and that person talk about that. So to me, using my logical brain, it makes sense. But I haven't read the books that you've read. I haven't talked to the people that you talked to. I didn't grow up in your family. So I remember even telling my mom that once when I was a little kid, you know, I really can't judge. I haven't even walked one step in the other person's shoes because we don't yeah. know where people came from and why they feel the way that they do. But I've kind of come to understand that most of life experience is our perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Um, it's not totally bad, but I have to no, smile when you say experiences because I was chatting with a friend the other day about one of my beliefs. Um, and she said, when when was the earliest time in your life when you, you saw that belief being molded, right? And what was it influenced by? Went back to when I was about six years old. Right. <laughs> We had a great conversation about how that belief, that particular experience gave me a perception that has followed me all my life and talk about um, bias. It's it's sort of shaped my biases. Every experience that sort of uh, adds to that belief. Sure, I'm really open to it. <laughs> exactly. It just we supports everything that I believe up to today. <laughs> so it's really We all tricky. do. Yeah, it's really tricky yeah. to sort of unravel what we think is an absolute truth. Uh, but um, we can if we do the inner work. Yeah. Um, talking about perspectives, one of the things that shapes our perspectives or what comes out of our perspective are the words that we use. So let's discuss the power of words and the words that we choose that can either raise us up or bring us down. Tell me a little bit about how you feel about the words that we use. I think that we do need to be careful when we choose our words. My family kids me. They're always saying, you're always editing yourself. And I say, yeah, because hmm. I the first thing that comes out of my mouth is kind of my reaction. But then a lot of times I'll say, oh, no, cancel that thought. What I meant was this, because I want to be really clear to you. And I also want to be clear to myself about what I mean. I recently was reading a book and um, I can't remember who the author was, but he was talking about going into the dictionary and taking the word impossible and cutting it out of his dictionary. Oh, so, really? Yeah. He said, I took the word impossible right out of my dictionary so that mm -hmm. I wouldn't be tempted. I mean, it was his way of going and making a point for himself. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, every time we say, oh, yeah, that's not possible for me. That's impossible. How do you know? Have you mm -hmm. tried? You know, and just being careful to use uplifting words for ourselves mm -hmm. to so that we can feel better about ourselves, because I believe when we get to know ourselves better and we feel better about ourselves, we can be better to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that we need more of that 
-hmm. the world, especially today. Mm -hmm. And their vocabulary has grown. I think uh, as we reach um, our 60s plus, mm -hmm. uh, we, we have quite the vocabulary. In fact, we have a vocabulary that is very negative sometimes. And mm -hmm. I do pay attention to the words that I use, especially when I talk about age. Uh, notice I didn't say aging. <laughs> I mm -hmm. use language such as living longer, which is positive, and remastering, which is different than reinventing. Remastering is taking everything that I've had up to now on my wisdom and remastering it into a better life for myself. I also correct friends and colleagues when they use language such as I'm too old or oh, I can't yeah. do that anymore. And mm -hmm. I remind them that they are actually internalizing ageism. So they're turning ageism back on themselves when they use the stereotypical language. So reframing the language makes a huge difference in how we feel about ourselves and even the people around us, their language, how it affects us as well. I would totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. There is something, especially the age thing, because we are a society that lifts beauty up. You know, it's like, why are we not considered beautiful as older women? Why would anybody look at us and say, you're not beautiful? Because we're the same people we were when we were 25, we've matured, mm -hmm. we've gained wisdom. And I often think, I think I learned this, it was a very valuable lesson. When I was 25 years old, I got married and the woman who lived next door to me was 87. I used to go see her all the time. She was the coolest woman that I had ever met in my, in my life up to that time. She had come over from Germany and she would always tell me all the stories about her life there and her life here. And I remember her saying to me one day that sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, who is that old woman? Because I feel the same inside today as I did when I had my first child at 22 years old. Mm. That so see, stuck with me. Yeah. You see, I would still say like, who is that woman? Like, who am I today? Right, and how can exactly. I the best version of myself today. I don't think I'd say, Ooh, who's that old woman in the mirror? Yeah, well, that's why I'm just repeating what she said to right. me. I don't do that. I, I honestly don't I do am. that myself. No, <laughs> right. no, 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 no. Because yeah. <laughs> if you start... And besides, you know... Okay. If you start believing words like that, um, you they become truths, right? For you, they become beliefs. Right. And you think, mm -hmm. you are too old to do this. Everybody tells you you're too old to this. But I'm, I'm not going to tell myself I'm too old to do something. I'm going to do what I can do to my capacity. Now, my capacity may change, and I will acknowledge that. But I'm not tagging it with that's because I'm old or that's because my my body's aging. It's because it's a different phase of life. Like, Do I still need to be running three kilometers or, or am I happy to walk the th three kilometers, right? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I kind of went through that for a while because I had gotten a, um, something a couple of years ago and it took a couple of high fevers, right? Kind of take some muscle out of my body and I wanted to rebuild it. 
And I took the time, I've taken the time because I decided I was going to measure myself before I started rebuilding the muscle and measure myself after. And it is incredible how the muscle has rebuilt itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can do whatever we want. You know, I never learned how to play guitar until I was 45. Mm -hmm. I never wrote my first song until I was 47. Now, all these things that people would say, oh, you're too old. What are you doing? You're going to start playing the guitar. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, I still want to learn how to play the violin. That's still on my list. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we've been talking about, especially language, it uh, brings to mind that that's what these conversations are about, right? Uh, The words that we use. And this is a good segue into the executive encore segment that I called Every Moment Matters. So, Christina, could you please share a pivotal moment when you recognized what fulfillment looks like for you and when you determined that what you wanted to do in to make every moment matter? You've alluded to some of those things, and such as your guitar. You must get an amazing uh, feeling, satisfaction from that. But yes. was there a pivotal moment? There really wasn't for me. It's been a path. For my whole Mm -hmm. life, like every day I get up and I realize that today is a new day Mm -hmm. and I can do whatever I set my mind to do with Mm -hmm. whatever restriction I have on that day. So I know for me, it's, it really has just been a life journey. Like when I totally woke up in 2008 and it was like, whoa, since that time, it's new things all the time. There's Mm -hmm. always something coming up that's like, wow, Mm -hmm. that would feel really good to Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to ask you how our audience can reach you if they want to continue this conversation with you. And you are an author, so um, Mm -hmm. I'd like you to talk a little bit about how they can reach you and just reinforce um, the title of your book where they can find it. And of course, this information will be in the show notes, but I'd like you to speak it now for some people so that it uh, um, it gets into their their thoughts about how they can learn more about Christina. Absolutely. The name of the book is Let My Legacy Be Love, A Shortcut to Self-Loving. And it is a discovery of my own life, going and digging in stories by story, the first one I was five, you know, kind of started <laughs> started at a pivotal point in my life in 2008 when everything came crashing down. And then I realized that I had patterns in my life and where did they start from? And I dug into them that way. So that it's um, it was originally self-published and it was picked up by a traditional publisher in 2021. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And people can get a hold of me at Christina at getrealforgood.com. I, it's my new, my new website is get real for good. Honestly, I tried to get getreal.com, but they said it would cost me $450,000. And I said, <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, you've got a better one. you got a better domain. I, I think. know. I really like the get real because it is for good, I, you know, for your own yeah. good, for everybody else's good around you. For yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, Christine. Is there anything else that you want to share with us before I wrap up for today? I think we're good. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate who's ever listening. If you have any questions at all, like I said, reach out to me at Christina at getrealforgood.com. 
Thank you. Thank you. And I want to give a heartfelt thank you to my incredible audience and my followers and to Christina's amazing followers. Living longer lives does provide us with more experiences and it invites us to reflect on our strengths, not our weaknesses. Well, Keep focusing, reflecting on those strengths because we do build them just like muscle as we have those experiences. So understanding our strengths and reflecting on our perspectives and reframing our language to honor healthy age positive perspectives are crucial to finding fulfillment for women over the age of 60. This is where your executive encore begins. So please join me live or on the replay as I dive into captivating conversations with women like Christina and other thought leaders. I have a lot of gentlemen that contact me that would like to be part of the conversation and I would love to chat with them. We'll explore the secrets to personal and professional fulfillment as we embrace our long lifespans and we delve into the joys of finding fulfillment after 60 and other times as we tackle the challenges of navigating life with its joys and its unexpected setbacks. No matter what your age, your gender, your perspective on well-being and fulfillment, I invite you to be a guest on Executive Encore. Let's connect and inspire together. Please visit my website at patriciamuir.com and read the Encore weekly blog at patriciamuir.com slash blog. And it's also published on LinkedIn. And subscribe to my newsletter that focuses on discovering what's next after 60. I share my latest insights, like my particular insights on fulfillment in life and work. And I include the insights of my guests, such as Christina. So in two weeks, we will have Christina's uh, um, podcast and video as a feature, and I will be writing a blog more around the conversation that we've had today. Until then, keep shining, keep growing, and keep discovering the strength within you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.